Boom, 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 boom. Where'd my intro go? Son of a fucker. A mom playing tricks on me. This year Halloween fell on a weekend. Me and ghetto boys are trick or treating. Robbing little little kids kids for for bags. That's that's perfect. I love this fucking shot. Hi, I'm Vernon Wells, and you're listening to the Bad Boys Podcast. And just remember one little thing. You don't listen, I know where you live. Yeah, boy. Straight to dome. What, What, Tony? Nobody's home. That's right, except for us. <laughs> we, we are the Bad Boys Podcast, where we randomly rant on all things movies. We are currently on episode 200. And eighty-five. God damn. Yes, sir. That means we've been doing this for how long, Harley? Two hundred and eighty-five weeks. That's right, motherfucker. That's right, mother. Which fifty-two weeks in a year? So is that f- almost five years? Five and a half years, dude. God damn, son. Should we say congratulations or happy anniversary or something? Should we, should we every celebrate? Week, every week is a celebration that we're still doing this together. Yeah, exactly. That is true. Tired of each other's <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. That is absolutely crazy. I believe I am both of you guys' longest relationship. Is that right? <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I ain't got no flowers or chocolate, so I don't know. You guys uh, must not appreciate I don't know how it's lasted me. this long. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, this is crazy. Yeah, so keep on keeping on. I guess so. That's right. We're gonna keep on keeping on. I am your host Fonzo, aka Mike Lowry. Just letting you guys know this weekend, Halloween's gonna fall on a weekend. Hey, joining me as always, Harley, aka Keeping On, Keeping On, and right not the posse is Tony, aka MCP. That's right. What is up, fellas? What is going on tonight? Yo. You guys got energy? You guys awake? What's going so, on? I'm I'm good. I'm good, man. Chris let me sleep in tonight or this morning, now. and uh, uh, yeah, no, I'm good. So she let you sleep in? Well, she yeah, let I mean, you. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, we got stuff to do. I I took the kids to school, um, you know, got them ready, but then I come home and I go back to bed. Oh, so um, but then we got off all of our therapy appointments and all that shit. So oh boy. So we we still got a big hearing, uh, evidentiary hearing for Anna next week. So we're, we've been stressing about that for the better part of a month now. So we'd just like to get that over with and and you know sort of start our lives without constant court this and court that and shit like that. So seriously, well, we yeah. hope that all works out for you, buddy. I had to look yeah. up the word just to make sure he wasn't making shit up. Oh, say what? Well, <laughs> evidentiary is a word. It oh, is? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, evidentiary hearing. Yeah, I was good. I was like, man, I heard it. How- I was like, there's my podcast title. Wow. <laughs> yeah, he nope. can say it, but can he spell it, motherfucker? Fuck no. Exactly. <laughs> I, wouldn't I wouldn't even attempt to. Yeah. Oh gosh, that was funny. Look at you busting out the big words there. 
partner. Know, I've had to use the goddamn word so many fucking times. <laughs> yeah, as you would, I guess. <laughs> so, are you? Let me ask you this: since uh, um, Halloween is just right around the corner here, a couple of days, four days. Mm-hmm. Um, are you? Do your kids still? I mean, I know your youngest. But oh hell yeah! Oh yeah. Okay, they're still about it. Anna and Mazzy are all about it. Yeah, we got them. Uh, they got costumes. They're good to yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. Anna Mazzy is going to be a uh, pirate this year. All right. We'll take pictures. We'll post them on Facebook. And right then on. Anna is doing like some sort of punk rock, something else, something mixed in with it or something. I'm not exactly 100 percent gotcha. sure. Punk monster. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Right on. Yeah, yeah that, should, so. that should be fun. Yeah, it'll be fun. Are you going as Punk Monster Dead? No, me and Chris are doing like a 70s disco-y. We just went generic and we ordered costumes online. Um, But uh, yeah, we're doing... You got a silk shirt and bow bottoms and an afro? Yeah, the chest hair is rocking. Uh, (laughs) You got that accessory for for days. Yeah, yeah, for for days. Um, I got the fro. We're going to... We're gonna do the fro for sure. You just grow your hair. You should have been well, doing it is. this whole time. It is. I have. I have. It. Oh, so it's a natural fro. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Fucking beautiful. Yeah. Exactly. So you got, a, you got gold medallions rocking the chest. No, that's not disco enough. That's, that's too. Not. That's like bad nineties. Saturday night, Saturday night Fever had some gold chains, didn't he? They have a bunch of. I don't know. Uh-huh. I might actually have a bad gold chain. There's no such thing as bad gold chains. <laughs> you know how, like, in the 90s, that, like, rope? Mm-hmm. The dookie chains? Popular? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have. I, I had. I think I still do. Of course of you those. do. I never wore it, but. Uh, <laughs> you just had it just, what, in case? I had it, like, when I was a teenager or some shit. <laughs> you never wore it? Were you embarrassed? I don't You remember. asked for one and then you never wore it. Something like that, yeah. You're afraid you're going to get jacked. Yeah, yeah. No one could reach that high up to steal a fucking chain from you. Well, when I had fucking friends like you, I had to keep shit on lockdown. That's because I'm Mexican. Is that what you're getting at with that joke? I'm not saying that, but if you want to take that impl- implication, you can do that. Man, nobody can raid your fridge because you had nothing in there. So why yeah, would there was your- a goddamn thing in that refrigerator. Man. I want you to buy food and clothes for the less fortunate people in the community. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! So you said you uh, you saw an extra, right? I did. I did. saw Inside Out. Okay, we'll get to that. Then uh, wait, and then hold on, hold on. Then we'll be reviewing uh, the Beast of No Nation that uh, Harley chose, mm. right? Did I? No, Tony no, I chose did. it. I, I chose that. Tony chose it. Harley chose X credit. Yeah, which is currently on Netflix. The homework. Oh, and uh, it's like a. I think it's a. Original release from Netflix too, if I'm not mistaken. No, right? I th- I think they they basically got the distribution rights. I think I looked okay. it up on media. Gotcha. You think? Yeah. All right, let's find out. Okay. All right, there it is. Tony wants to be a dick about it. And- <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a big deal because it's actual factual right here. Um, they released it on Netflix, but because they wanted it to be in the Oscar running, they released it in theaters too. But mm-hmm. the Oscars are kind of giving them the snub. They're like, "Fuck off, we don't want." So it's a, it's a it's a big issue right now. What are you saying? She ain't got love for my man Idris Elba, huh? <laughs> what a fucker! Yeah. Um. No, the theaters too. They're not happy with that because if you have it on Netflix, no one's gonna go to the theater. Yeah. And how soon are we to get into there now? Like, 
in the future. Where people, but people were just like, "Fuck the theater, let's just put it on Netflix." We're pretty damn close, right? I mean, no. that's, I mean, we still uh, look at. We still go to dude, the movies all the fucking time. Yeah, but like, dude, think about it. You can stay home and watch it on Netflix. The thing is that, that uh, I don't think so. We can. I mean, shit, movies get pirated and stuff. It's like, and the and yeah, the box office easy. numbers just get bigger and bigger every year. Well, what was that email that Fonzo sent out? Yeah, like what's in your the, email? The viewership. <laughs> Check your email. Like, yeah, I don't feel like reading it. Oh, okay. But I was trying to find out the numbers. Yeah, I was trying to see how many people had seen right. it. Right. They missed out on all that cash then, right? Mm-hmm. Beasts of No Nation wouldn't have done well in the theaters anyway. You don't think so? It's, no, not that. It, it, it's, it's too obscure. It's too, it's too much of a downer. This um, coming from the guy that's always in last place in the fantasy movie league. This is a good point. Um, <laughs> uh, there's always next week, though. You never know. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, what was I going to say? Uh, we can talk about it during the during. The sure, week. sure. Yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Yeah, I just want to kind of go over everything we're going to go through tonight. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But so, if you want to, you want to fire away on your inside out review, that'd be cool because you know we haven't gotten yeah. your take. So yeah, yeah. You both of you guys saw that, and you, in total. Um, did you see it in the theater? No, he did not. He just bought it he on Blu-ray. He did not. He did not. So I did not see this in the theater. <laughs> um, but I did see it at home. And uh, it, it, Chris watched. Chris, did you watch? The, oh, no, you listened to a majority of it because you were in the bath. Inside Out. Oh, yeah, yeah. She listened to a majority of it. How long? Uh, how long of a bath does she take? She 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 sits in there. She soaks. Yeah, she's a soaker. Dude. Soaks in her own dirty water. She, yeah, she's one of those people. <laughs> what do you mean, <laughs> you people? <laughs> yeah, that's that's her favorite slow line cooks. for it. What do you say, Tony? I said she slow cooks. Slow cooks. Yeah. yeah. Wait, where are we going? I thought we were reading. Yeah, inside I, that. What's I'm going not on? sure. So, anyways, inside <laughs> out, uh, Pixar. Um, yeah, motherfucker, we know. Like you said, they can do no wrong, um, and this is no different. Uh, it's, it's a, it's a good, it's a lot of fun. Um, the kids loved it. Uh, I, I, what I really liked about it, and Chris, Chris picked up on this too. There's a lot of really sort of like adult esque, you know, um, undertones going on, and I so. It's it's written so well and animated so f- well um, that it's really it appeals to such a wide audience because because they want it to. It's not a dumb kids movie where the you know it's it's nothing like you know this is this is the biggest difference between Pixar and the uh minions you know minions is a shitty sequel that is made to to just make money and it does nothing original i mean literally brings absolutely nothing to the fucking table in any way shape or form uh and inside out brings a lot to the table originality wise and i just it when a movie does that, 
in a movie like this, it's a gamble. I mean, you're not making Toy Story 3. You're not making Incredibles 2. I mean, they do that too. Don't get me wrong. I mean, uh, you know, they've made three Toy Story movies now. And, you know, uh, they've made a couple monsters. And, you know, they've made several sequels of their franchises. But they're also willing to push the envelope, relatively speaking, on something like this, where each character is an emotion. You know, you have the... And, and of course, the, the, you know, most people's lives are dominated by good, happy events. And, you know, but every once in a while, anger and disgust and fucking fear and sadness come out. And, and who's in charge of your motherboard there? Which emotion would you say? Uh, I would, I would say, um, happy, joy. Anger. I would say I'm, I'm more joy. Um, you know. What's that? Tony, would you agree with that? Without the T! See? Alright. <laughs> See, he's just dropping Mr. T. I don't know. Enough of this jibber jabber. Exactly. Oh, Back to work, jibber. fool! Yeah. <laughs> Tony, you think Joy is running Tony, uh, Harley's head there? Ah, uh, damn, where's the no? Machine <laughs> 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 over here can't talk with us. Fucking buns in front of him. I'm definitely not sadness, and you know, uh, I'm not. Where's the I'm, Where's the the loudness emotion? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think it's a cross between anger and disgust. <laughs> oh, they're, <laughs> <laughs> they're constantly fighting. Um, yeah, point. yeah. I, you know the the voiceover work. Um, you, I don't think. I think they wrote the anger character around Lewis Black. I mean, if you're familiar with any of his stand up. Um, I'm not familiar with a bunch of his stand-up, but I've watched one or two of his specials. And, I mean, that is so him. I mean, it's like, you almost get the feeling they let him write his own dialogue for the movie. Um, I just thought they did such a good job with him. Bill Hader, um, mm-hmm. you know, the voice. I immediately recognized Richard Kind is the Bing Bong voice. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, just amazing just it's such a complete film and you know the visual of like all the memories and it's like a sea of memories and 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 when they connect that to the to the actual human the person that they're in the brain that's where they do a really good job of making fun movie with an emotional connection and i was tearing up you know me when it deals with kids Oh, I turned into a big crybaby, and so uh, I. There were several moments, especially towards the end, where I I definitely got choked up, definitely, and um, yeah, this is definitely way up there on the high high buy that for a dollar spectrum. I'd buy that for a dollar. And if you know, it's probably a Slater. If you know, you watched it once or twice more, and. You know, probably there's. I think there's a lot, a little. You know, I was watching and I was really paying attention, and so I'd see a lot of little subtle jokes and stuff like that. But I feel like there's probably another, you know, third of the visual stuff that I missed and little references. And so, well, did you know in the middle of the control console, the top three buttons for Mickey Mouse, otherwise known as the hidden Mickey? Oh yeah, I didn't see that. And little stuff like that, 
it's not so like impressive, like little more like Easter egg with Easter eggs. Next, yeah, next, e- the next piece, next Pixar movie. Yeah, know. yeah, Easter eggs are never the biggest thing. The little little social commentary and stuff mm-hmm. like that, I really appreciate. I think. That's all the little, little nods for adults that we I like can when watch. they go to other people's heads too when they're what they're Kids thinking. Think, yeah, oh, at the very end of the credits. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's fun. That shit's great. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, a lot of fun. Um, super glad I watched it, and uh, yeah, the kids enjoyed it too. Um, Chris was getting choked up even though she only watched like the last like twenty minutes of it, but she heard mm. the first half. But you know, it's kind of an interesting way to experience a film. So um, for sure, yeah, yeah. So a lot of fun. Good. Every everybody that should go see that, especially if you got kids. Um, if you got kids, it's an absolute no brainer. Um, and it, I think, you know, Mazzy, um, she's she's got a lot of um, s- some emotional issues because of her mom being gone, and she doesn't see her mom. She hasn't seen her mom in I don't know how many months, mm-hmm. and so she's got she's got some anger management issues, and a lot of it stems from you know, fear and a lot of it stems from, you know, anger and betrayal and, and, you know, and then every, but every day we try to, you know, interject a lot of joy into her life. And so it was, I think it hit home a lot for me because I, what the girl went through, you know, the move, you know, and Mm -hmm. as the, all she wants is for it to be like it was in the old days where, you know, she got to see mom and dad and, Et cetera, et cetera. So, um, so it it especially given our situation, I think was was very uh, poignant. So, yeah, very good movie. Right on. You didn't see anything, right, Tony? What's that? You didn't see anything? No. Okay. All right. So, do you want to start getting into the reviews, or want to do a fantasy movie league? What do you think? Tony? I'm looking at Fantasy Movie League. I don't want to get into Fantasy Movie League ever. <laughs> I'm staring at it. It's it's sad. It's Let's sad ask state. what Samuel Jackson thinks. <laughs> right. Mr. Jackson, what do you think of the Fantasy Movie League? Are you a fan of it, sir? Uh, let's see. What does he think? You know all them motherfuckers is crooked as a barrel of snakes, motherfucker. Well, it's true. What and what else do you think? Be honest. All right. Well, I mean, you know. Do you have any thoughts other than motherfucker? Yeah. Motherfucking motherfucker. Freeze, motherfucker. No, 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 motherfucker. Look at me. No, no, no. Yeah, I guess no. I guess not. See, there you go. Is it true you're a mushroom cloud lane motherfucker though? <laughs> That's what I really want to know. I'm on the motherfucker. motherfucker. Oh, okay, good. Tony, do you have anything to ask Samuel before we go? No, I'm afraid of that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. That motherfucker's crazy. That's right. Let's get this motherfucker going. There you go. I feel like and that's in his. You know what though. He says it the best, though, right? To be fair. Oh, yeah. Nobody yeah. can hold a candle. Yeah. I mean, we're having fun with it, but... Right. I mean, there's no... Yeah, there's no motherfucking comparison. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nobody doing motherfucking better than him. Yeah. Yeah. So, are we going to do this anyway? <laughs> are we doing the Fantasy League? I guess so, apparently. 
Um, I mean, oh boy, we got some. Oh, we're having technical difficulties. The site doesn't work right now, so we're just going to sure, skip it for this week and never you know, works again. Yeah, that's okay. Okay. No, we just got our asses handed to us. I mean, um, Scotty P finally woke up. Oh shit! And he played his tricks, and you know. So you cheated, is what you're saying? He picked he picked the one movie that got the bonus. And filled oh. six screens <laughs> and ended up oh. whooping. Kind of like what Harley tried with The Walk and was unsuccessful. Right. Well, and I did it with this week with uh, with that goddamn 18th installment the of... Ghost in, uh, the ghost dimension of Paranormal Activity? Yeah, Paranormal Activity, which is like the sixth Paranormal Activity movie, right? Yeah. yeah. I thought they'd do good because it's the week before Halloween. I thought, fuck yeah. Hey, man, that's because that's you're a dumb motherfucker, that's why. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Yeah, so he whooped our ass. He had eighty nine million this week, and oh, I man. happened to be. This is this tells you how shitty this fantasy movie league is. Uh-oh. I ended up on top <laughs> with fifty million, and I didn't even fill out my screens. Whoa! While we were talking last week, I picked random movies, and I was like, "Fuck it, I'll do it later." Left three screens open, and I still ended up in second place. <laughs> and you place. beat me and T- Tony or Fonzo. Fonzo. Yeah, he's still in second place. How do you like that? And I, I assume I'm dead last. No, you're in, th- you're in third. Fonzo was last this time. Oh, awesome! Yeah, your paranormal activity uh, did you some good. Beat Fonzo. So even if we had no Scotty, Fonzo, you still would have done better than Fonzo. You would have gotten second place. See, there you go. Well, I hate to break it to you guys. I mean, I just kind of blind picked. You know, I was tired of winning all this time, so I figured to give you guys a chance. <laughs> so I just picked whatever. So this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you know what's funny? Early in the week, I was beating Harley by five fucking dollars. Oh, before it was all said and done. That's funny. Dang. That's what's really funny. If it would have stayed that way, it would have been hilarious. But jokes on me, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. There you go, Harley. Woohoo! Not dead last. That's right. <laughs> yeah. But Scotty sounded like he almost doubled me, give or take. Uh, yeah, almost. Yeah. Oh, that's really close. Awesome. That's good. Yeah. So, so The uh, Martian is still the most expensive movie. Damn. Goosebumps. I like Goosebumps. Yeah. Well, congratulations, Scotty P. Oh, we got new movies, Burnt, Bradley Cooper's new movie. Then our brand is something, something. Go fuck yourself, Steve Jobs. Okay, how come Sicario's still here, but it doesn't? It's not playing anywhere near Harley. It's just because I live on the woods. Is that why? Adam Jones is a chef who destroyed his career with drugs and diva behavior. He cleaned up and returns to London determined to redeem himself by spiriting a Oh, and Scout's, Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse is coming out as well. Mm. But yeah, but I'm like, I'm with uh, Tony, so. What's our brand is? What movie is that? Our brand is Crisis? The fuck? What? Oh, that what it's called? See, Tony's screens can be left empty, but each takes two million off your box office. But it didn't matter. He still fucking whooped ass. Well, he didn't whoop ass that much. Well, he beat us. <laughs> Just barely. Just enough. Yep. 
And the yeah, overall like, sea is entirely still in last place. Are a bunch of kids going to see Goosebumps, or are they more focused on eating candy and... The thing is, in this in this uh, league, you can't think about what's going to do well. You have to think about what's going to do well, well compared to, how, to the cost. How much of it, it costs. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Oh, fucking experts over here! Tony gets second place. All of a sudden, he's a fucking expert now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the week eight perfect lineup was Bridge of Spies. On seven mm-hmm. screens. Yeah. Bullshit. <laughs> Bullshit. And then Jim in one of them? Well, that's what he he chose. I don't think that was the, the perfect lineup. Yeah. I'd smush shenanigans if that was the case. Yeah, so go fuck yourself, Scotty. How about that? <laughs> Congratulations. You cheating bastard. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> hey, what are you gonna do? Uh, yeah, yeah. Good luck. Good luck. Yeah, I already picked mine. I just picked Hotel Transylvania eight times. <laughs> I bet you had some money left over. For me? Nope, you couldn't pick it eight times. Why not? It does, you don't have enough money. You just tried it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Quit buying my style. Quit buying my style. Quit biting our shit, as the Rizzo once said. How about Witch Hunter eight times? I think... No, that's not going to work either. Paranormal Activity? You might be able to get Steve Jobs in there eight times. Fuck Steve Jobs. Fucking fucked me. Fucking prick kids. Fucking hipsters go watch the Apple movie. No. Yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah. We watch the bootleg on our iPhones. Motherfuckers. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, isn't like, wait? Can you watch pirated shit on an iPhone? Like, is there? Why not? Is there? You go on, you go there, on a site and watch it on your phone, right? Oh, okay. I was thinking like downloading it. Yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah, like, can it play MKVs? Is there like a player for mobile operating system that'll play AVI? Sure, if you jailbreak your phone, you can do anything. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fantasy movie league staring at me. Get out of here. Get out of here. Get off my wood lawn. Whatever that movie is. Yeah, I'm not familiar with that either. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. All right. Let's get to the homework, fellas. I go. Yeah, I got to kill this man. Oh boy. I go. These are the ones that killed your family. Huh? That killed your mother. Agu, go on. Agu. Chuck him. You just snicker. Did he? I, th- I swear he thought he held in a laugh. And just how intense that trailer was. The sound of that trailer was? That's how intense that movie was. Yeah. Mm. That's, the, who cho- that's the teaser who chose that it? got me. Yeah, that's the one I chose. Um, okay. That's, that's how that trailer was a while ago. Did you, did you go into it? That's Did either one of you watch the trailer to it? Uh, no, I went straight blind. I watched the trailer but didn't pay much attention to it because I had watched the teaser already and I knew I wanted to see it. 
I was trying to convince Lane to watch it, and so I showed her the trailer. So I wasn't really paying attention. Why? Do you think it made a, made a difference? No, I'm I just curious. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I went into it totally blind. Oh, okay. And well, how'd you see the movie then? <laughs> <laughs> this fucking guy. No rim shot? Dang. Um, I mean, literally... There we go. All I was read was a drama based on the experiences of Agu, a child, fight, a wait, child wait, wait, soldier wait, wait, fighting you know? in the civil war of an unnamed African country. I mean, that's gotcha. literally all I knew. And um, you know, we'd seen movies. We've seen movies that, like Children of God, um, that that sort of you know are kind of in this vein. It's not a hundred percent original. Um, you know, we've seen movies of, you know, people taking advantage of kids. We've seen movies where the, you know, a small child is sort of parentified and put into an adult situation. And this one follows some of those. Like, like um, Home Alone? Yeah, yeah. This is just like Home Alone. Um, we've seen some movies. So, it, you know, it, it, it hits a chord of films that we've all seen before. Um, but this one follows an African. This is my first is, time seeing it. Yeah, yeah. I hadn't seen him before. Mm. But this shows the um, the how small children are turned into soldiers, which is from what I've done, which I've heard before and did research in the meantime. It's pretty. It's not uncommon um, in Africa as well as in the Middle East, and it's 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 really heavy subject matter. It's really hard to to um there ain't no laughing there's not a goddamn joke in this movie um what are you talking about well, him and his big brother oh right, yeah right. that's yeah, fun at the, at the yeah beginning. it's fun the first 20 minutes of the movie there's some mm-hmm. moments of of enjoyment and yeah no you're are, right there is some moments busting of, ass on the table yeah yeah that was funny yeah you're right you're right goddamn so, right i'm right <laughs> yeah motherfucker and, and so, um, yeah, but once we get introduced to uh, Idris Elba's character, the movie's like, it's it's all downhill from there. <laughs> yeah, it's hard because, like, every time you watch a movie and uh, someone has an accent, it's like, it's hard to watch. It's like, I feel like I've talked to like, like that character the rest of the day. It's pretty funny. I, I watched the movie in subtitles. Oh, so you did? even the English, even with the English, I still read the movie. That's bullshit, motherfucker. And I watched it really, and I think in an environment that was that was good. It was dark. It was quiet. I wasn't. I didn't. Um, I wasn't distracted. I wasn't programming. You know, I didn't watch it on a phone while waiting in a parking lot or anything like that. You know, I watched in the back with the theater, and 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 I think that kind of added to the to the element and. Um, so yeah, I th- for me it succeeded in doing what it wanted to do, and that was sort of emotionally make you feel a certain way. Um, so, what about you guys? Oh yeah, I mean that's definitely the core of the movie was to make you feel horror about how kids are treated and and the the corruption that goes on in during war, let alone a war in that area. Yeah, you know. I mean, the, the, starting with the separation of the families right at the beginning, 
you know, getting caught between two different warring sides, um, you know, being lost on your own and then getting assimilated into uh, a culture that you have to, you have to agree to in order to survive. Or yeah. Die. Yeah. Yeah. And then find out at the end, it's kind of all bullshit. What bullshit. you thought you were fighting for was, you know, I mean, the whole UN thing at the end. It's like, God damn. It's like yeah. the whole time you were thinking he was fighting for their independence. I mean, spoiler alert, you know, um, it just, it's, it constantly fucks with you. The movie does. Um, it's, it's a, it's, uh, I've talked to a couple people about it. Yep. Um, my professors at college, cause they're historians and, um, and I was like, the movie is really hard to watch. Like it just, they're so like this, the scene with the, with the build, the bridge builder, the engineer. Oh yeah. Like, that was like, oh, that is so fucking hard to watch. I, I mean, it's 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 an interesting film from a production standpoint. The the director, um, Carrie Fukun, Fukunaga, is a is a um, kid from kid. He's he's like basically our age, um, late thirties. He uh, he directed the first season of True Detective. Which was amazing. Yeah, yeah, which we all liked. Um, but she also directed C Nombre, which was another yeah, fantastic movie I really did enjoyed. Did we review that on the podcast? I might have picked it or I, I, I watched it on my on my own, but I really I want, enjoyed it. Yeah, I want to say I saw this, but... and I, I But the MS-13 gang chasing him, remember? And they got the main dude, all the tattoos on him. They're being chased constantly. Did you guys see it? I'd have to watch the trailer again to see. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately... The truth be told, if I did see it, it's slightly forgettable. Um, but uh, the director made this movie on like six million dollars, mm. and and it's his own script. I've I watched about twenty minutes of an interview with him, and uh, I really like what the director did with this. Um, it feels very authentic. It feels very almost documentary. Mm-hmm. Um, to the point of sometimes real life is more boring than than dramatic uh, Hollywood films. And I think towards the end, the film started to get a little bit like, I, I would say it's not a critique of it, but sort of I think for a lot of, uh, a lot of audience viewers, they're kind of going like all right well what's the point like what's like once we get introduced to the the head the head guy the head political figure and we find out what happens with his character yeah supremo and and you kind of feel like oh okay so okay so now what um and then the movie still has like another 20 minutes to go kind of thing um i think for some people they might kind of feel like it kind of dragged on but so with the experience of these fucking kids, right. you know what I mean? And and so I, I think that's probably – it's good that they continued in the sense of showed the experience and how it wasn't over for them. It's just business as usual. It's just – and as the kids kind of says towards the end, he's like – it's like I kind of feel like the only way to get out of this is to die. Yeah, I mean he said yeah. it himself. 
Yeah, and that's like, dude, that's so brutal. I mean, that just it feels well, the very like you said after twenty minutes in, um, you get you know you're int- I mean you're introduced to this kid Agu in the beginning, but um, what he goes through like right off the bat, you know, they separate themselves from his mom and sister, yeah. and then within within minutes he loses like his dad and his brother. It's not a spoiler because it happens in the beginning. Um, yeah, and he turns around behind him and he sees his brother gone. I mean, it. I mean, if, I don't. He doesn't I see know. his brother gone. He sees his in face completely blown off yeah and um it's like god could you imagine being 11 12 years old and seeing that? no i cannot that's what i'm saying oh, I'm that's, like it's like yeah. it's incredible and then and then you know I, I i don't know how much innocence they had then you know i mean growing up in there like in that situation it's kind of hard to like believe in in fantasy stuff you know what i mean if you, I almost feel like they're like he's grown up. Like, like I always noticed when I went to Mexico as a kid, like the kids there were felt, felt like like grown ups. Like they just talked like with adults, or they knew adult matter. I, they knew more than what I did as a kid. You know, I felt I was still like in fantasy cartoon world and shit. And they were like, could fucking drive a car and shit and stuff. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like they're just they had so, to. Yeah, that's exactly. Just, Exactly. So, so like and like and like these kids, they just you know they can pick up an AK and know exactly what to do. Except yeah. when you're following Agu, you're you're following him and you're kind of like put in the trenches with him and trying to follow along. I mean, you got kids smoking and shit and you know and blasting fools like it's no thing. It's it's crazy. So I couldn't even imagine you know losing your family that uh, losing your family and then having to go through that and then having a new family. And uh, your best friend fucking striker doesn't even talk. So it's doesn't like even talk. Yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. It's 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 uh. And that whole reveal was fucking rough, man. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, the whole movie's rough. I mean, the whole, the whole yeah, no, the, no, the no. whole time you're watching, it, you're just like it's just filled with dread, and you're hoping you know something I mean, good can come out of it, right? Yeah, like that's, exactly. That's what I you're mean, hoping for. Basically, the first twenty minutes of the film, you're kind of waiting for the shooter drop, so to speak, and when it does, it's basically an hour and a half of where you go. This couldn't get any worse. His experience, it just keeps getting worse mm-hmm. and worse and worse. There's that scene with the where they're in the house. And he's tripping out with that woman and the little girl. Oh yeah, you know what I'm talking about mm-hmm. the rape scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and you know. just show how how desensitized how he's just he becomes a cold blooded killer himself. Well, he's and you're he's just like desensitized. He's also delusional. You know, yeah. Right. Well, they're all using so. It. Yeah. So the the brown they're brown that they're talking powder. about. Yeah. Um, yeah and in the interview, the the interviewer interviewee, whatever the fuck character is, <laughs> asks him, "What is that? What's brown brown?" He goes, "It's basically a really dirty version of cocaine." Mm-hmm. Mm. That's the shit Tony was on at that last rave, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> brown brown. Yeah. And and they nick the skin so. And they and put they it on his head it and that's car. Wound. Yeah, oh. they rub it into the wound so it goes. It's immediate. It's an immediate. Um, kind of like, like when they when like heroin addicts like shoot right between their toes to get that like you said instant. The well, I I think the the in between the toes is because they their veins are collapsed on their arms. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, I think the in my experience. And how would you know, I, you fucking junkie? My experience when I've <laughs> shot heroin. <laughs> I've used the in between the toes when I couldn't find a good vein. I thought you always put it. In your I just booty hole. I just put it directly into my <laughs> in my booty hole. You just put it on the ground. You sat on it. Yeah. You just twerked and then just went up your booty hole. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, anyways, um, you know, it is. It's good one of those performances too by the kid too. By the way, come on, brilliant. Considering yeah. he's no, he's no actor. He's got no acting experience. Yeah. Um, no, essentially nobody did besides Idris Elba, and Idris Elba came. He 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 came prepared. I mean, his performance is great. Um, I mean, he is. See, that's why know, they're trying to get Oscar push for him. But like you said, if it's yeah. theater, he's getting kind of hosed. Yeah, but. I mean, his you know he's he's a British actor. Um, I do believe his parent. Yeah, his parents are from Africa. Mm-hmm. Uh, his uh, father was from Sierra Leone, and his mother was from Guyana. So or Gon Gon is that pronounced Guyana? It's, Guyana. it's, it's pronounced Godzilla. Godzilla. Godzilla! <laughs> so, um, and he, yeah, because obviously his name And he is- nailed the accents. And you know why? You know yeah. why we're expert of accents? Because my two co-hosts do an amazing Irish accent. So I think I have the ear for good accents, you know? Like, hear you guys just nail your Irish accents. So when I hear his accent, it's it's pretty spot on. It's pretty damn good. So yeah, it I worked. give it up to him. Especially yeah. if you allow yourself to really become immersed in the film. Mm-hmm. And you know, towards the end when he's given, which his- I am. I mean, the whole time I'm in, I'm, in, I'm just yeah. hope. Like, you don't know what's gonna happen. It's not like it's re- regular. Like, like I don't know, Harley. You kind of said it, it. It's like, oh, we've seen this before, the structure, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I kind of didn't know what was gonna happen every other corner. Like, you know what I mean? I didn't really. No, know. I, I agree. You're like, right. Like, I mean, because later on, you, you keep getting questions like, who the fuck are we fighting for? Like, and how come we can't see who they're fighting all the time? A lot of times they're at war and they're fighting. Like, you don't see who they're shooting at, and it's like the fuck are you fighting and then when you they, you see how they're dressed like they just look like you guys too like are you guys yeah. rebels are you guys actually fighting for a cause what are you guys fighting for you know like and with this poor kid like i just want him to you know survive and and if he is going to live this life then at least hopefully he can come out of alive or better his life for it because like i said it's, it can't get any worse right yeah yeah i mean that's the thing it, it does it's another one of those and it is based on a book a novel Oh, okay. Um, um, and the the person who wrote the original book, Beast of No Nation, um, it was written by the kid's perspective. So oh, the, okay. person, the person who wrote the novel was... Well, you get the, the narration, so... Yeah, it was the kid's experience. So um, okay. I couldn't imagine trying to read that book. That feels so it, hard. It's based off a of true or just... Yes, absolutely. That's what I'm saying. The person who oh, yeah, wrote yeah. the book yeah. experienced what the kid experienced. Makes it even more hardcore when you watch it, huh? Fuck yeah. I mean, I, I guess that, spoiler alert, he survives, but um, you almost feel... Bush you wrote almost, the book. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You almost say you wish he couldn't. You wish he didn't. You wish they could just mm. put him out of his misery. I mean... Well, one of the stronger scenes to me was like that scene where they tell him to get more ammo. And he's walking by... Yeah. Those underground, like, you know, that layer mm-hmm. kind of... Where, and you see this, and he's just walking to that muddy water and he's trenching yeah. through and you see all these other soldiers are hanging out and they're vomiting and they're throwing up and you're like yeah like uh, and then that's when that one guy tries to rebel but just seeing that scene it's a cool tracking shot and it's like well mm-hmm. if you know carrie you know he had the, one of the greatest tracking shots last year in true detective mm-hmm. in like episode four i think um yeah which was fantastic and still holds up so um i think he's seen a couple times <laughs> But uh, no, that scene is just hardcore. You're seeing all that how 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 it goes down and how it pans to like all these other other characters and the scene and it pays off a little bit and later on. Yeah, and the one guy rebels. But yeah, just a heavy movie. Um, 
can't see myself watching it again, but the first viewing, it was, you know, it stuck with me. And, um, I was going to ask you guys a question. Is there a movie you guys have watched just one time and it's stuck with you forever? Oh, I'm sure. Absolutely. Um, I don't know what you think about it, but for like I said, for this one, I, it's like I said, it's on Netflix. I I can easily recommend it. I mean, it's a, it's it's a good, strong movie. It's it's got um, just unique characters and it's well acted, and it's it's not like um, stuff that you've seen lately or seen before. You know, no, what I mean? so, it feels like a foreign and, film, and it feels like a documentary, like you said too. Well, it is. It's filmed in Africa. You know, it's essentially filmed on location. Um, all the actors are not actors. They they are. They are African. That's why it feels so shot. often. Yeah, because it is, you know, um, and and I think that adds a lot to the to the authenticity or feeling of the film. Mm-hmm. And um, so very, but in the same sense, it does make it hard to watch because you're like, God damn, this is this is real experience, and so um, and then it's young kids' experience in it too. Yeah, yeah, it's it's. It's, I we keep saying how hard it is to watch, but it is riveting. It's engaging, though, yes, it's definitely. So yeah. engaging, and I enjoyed watching it because it's done so well. Absolutely, you know, uh, you know, I the the experience is similar to like Schindler's List, where it's the subject matter is so goddamn heavy, it's so right. hard. But and when you, just, you when you right when you got the director, the actors, everybody else is yeah. Like, you know, not to be cliche, but firing on all cylinders and just, yeah, yeah. you know, being great at their craft it, it, and it, it pays off. And there's even some action. There's several action sequences where mm-hmm. that are done very well. And, shit, and fucking rocket launchers and, and shit. Fucking. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I mean, it's as high a buy that for a dollar as you could be. Um, I'd it, buy that for a dollar. It ain't for everybody. And it ain't. You know, you don't watch this on a Sunday afternoon. If you but, follow, uh, yeah, if you find yourself a cinephile, or, or or if you want to look, yeah. see something different, or if you do appreciate dramas or you like movies like that, but yeah, definitely check it out. If you simply want to see what so many people experience, not an American experience, you know, it's Fonzo. I think what you related it to is is so poignant about, and I, and I remember like when when you took me down to Takate. And we were down there, and it was very. It felt very almost third world, you know. It's like, and that's just a little, a sliver kind of thing. And um, could you imagine the experience that these kids go to, where you know they're, you know they're. I mean, just even the happy family. It's like Mm -hmm. they all sleep in a big like mud hut, and they heat on a little fireplace in the middle of the room. Uh, you know, it's like the experience is so. To walk like miles and miles just to get some water and to come back. Yeah, just to get some clean water, and it's like the experience. But people find joy in every. You know, it's like you said. It's like you know the big brother. It's like all he wants to do is get laid. You know what I mean? All he's doing is doing push-ups and shit. My muscles, yeah. Yeah, and that's like all he cares. And he looks at the girl, and like they never even talk, but he's like. Plotting and he's just plotting and scheming what he's gonna do to that woman, with that girl when he gets a hold of her, you know. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, and it's it's before a goo even, uh, you know, even is he's not even uh, um, he's not even aware of girls yet. He's still too young, you know. They're not even on his radar. And um, but uh, yeah, just the just the experience. 
you know, and you get the feeling it the the movie takes the place over several months, you know, maybe six months, maybe a year possibly. Um, but they don't really give any details, and I think that's fine. I didn't have any problems with that, and I and I, you know, um, there was some but really she, cool. I mean, you talk about the the span of time, and it just mm-hmm. reminded me of this one scene where they showed the passage of time, which was really cool. Um, the 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 commandant Edris Elba is that they show up to the Supremo's lounge mm-hmm. and he sits down and the camera's on his eyes and he closes his eyes and as he opens them the 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 lighting changed around him and it became mm-hmm. nighttime. I was so cool. I was like, I paused it, I rewinded it, I flipped it because I was like, that was really well done. Um, mm-hmm. Just and, to go to show, they're waiting there for hours and hours and hours. Right, right. And to so the point that, where he gets frustrated, he's like, "Hey, give us some motherfucking water." Hey, right. there's a motherfucker. But I mean, <laughs> like you said, uh, it, in a blink of an eye, we have six hours pass. Yeah. Who knows how many hours have passed and the amount of time they've been out there? Right. You know. Yeah. So what'd you yeah. get, Tony? Oh, it's a dollar. I yeah. buy that for a dollar. Did you want anything else? Nah, you guys were good. Okay. I don't know. I mean, there, there's not much I'd, I'd want to add without ruining it, right, anything. Right, right, You know? Yeah. Um, because a lot of it is like, it's revealing. A lot of the movie is revealing this life that somebody went through and it, it actually happened. It's based on something that's real. You know, and who knows it's probably even worse out there for some people that we don't even fucking know you know and there there are people that are going through this shit out there in the world um so it's just eye-opening um and the effect of uh, is better if you don't reveal what you see in the movie yeah yeah because there's that brutal scene where he you know agu has that machete and it's oh. not shown. It's just implied, and I think implied. Oh yeah, is the, the whole the implication is usually worse than actually showing the gold. Absolutely. Well, yeah. especially when they give you a, they do give you a pinch of yeah. visualness to kind of jumpstart your the implied imagination. Horror. Yeah, Get and Rick it's like to a, a prisoner uh, machete to the head, Donald yeah. Dead style. You're like, God damn. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, hard watch. You know, it's one of those movies where if you're kind of like, if you fancy watching those historical films like of Holocaust survivors or, you know, slavery, the experience of a slave, what was it, 12 Years a Slave, that was a good movie that showed sort of the brutality that we can put the fe- our fellow man through, um, as well as some of like the psychological horrors movies where, you know, the 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 you know the degradation and the the manipulation of children and youth we've seen some movies um um yeah but it's it's done very very well it's very entertaining it's not it's not one of those movies that's offensive just to offend you or just to make you feel uncomfortable it does that but it's i think it does it very well to sort of educate you or make you feel like, wow, that's really going on out there. Like, fuck. It's not just to make you feel disgusting and then no, go, it's, it's to make but you it's feel... just a fictitious experience movie or something like that. You know what I mean? Make um, you feel empathy for other people in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so. yeah very good. Good recommendation. Cool. So we, is it certified dollar? Yep. Yeah. 
Oh yeah. I'd yeah. buy that for a dollar. You certified for a dollar. Shit. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So who chose this movie from 2005? I think I had extra credit. Oh yeah, Constantine. Yes, you did. I only saw this movie once before. Mm-hmm. I saw it in the theater, and I want to say I saw it with uh, Donuts. Mm. Uh, I'm not 100% sure. But I remember seeing the theater and being pleasantly surprised. Oh, and then I just realized the directors who did the fucking Hunger Games movies. Ugh. <laughs> oh, he did I Am Legend, too. I have to re I have to go back and rewatch that one. Seems to do a lot of music videos too. Oh, since or before? Oh, in the, back in the day, in the nineties. Oh, he's one of those guys. Yeah. Oh yeah, J Lo, Green Day, Britney, Will Smith. Mm-hmm. Is he a young guy? Oh yeah, he's a young guy. He's early forties. Anyways, um, yeah. So this is uh, now. Correct me if I'm wrong, Fonzo. You might be able to. Um, Sort of describe the the subject matter better than I, but it's based on a comic book character, right? Right, correct. And are you familiar with that at all? Well, the comic book's called Hellblazer, and I was going to oh. do a Wikipedia of it too, yeah, because I do know the guy, the actual character himself of Constantine. He's um, he's blonde and British. Oh. Uh, now, if we all know, you know, Keanu as a blonde, he's not blonde, nah, maybe not and so good. Not and we've all heard good. his accents. You know, yeah, not as yeah. good as Tony and Harley's Irish accents, but <laughs> you know he does try, and we've heard him try before, and you know, and I think so. It was a smart decision on their part to not dye his hair blonde and just make him, you know, in the um, in the extras on the DVD, they specifically touched on that. They knew that they were supposed to be blonde. They got Keanu. They, I think they tried to dye his hair. They're like, no, that's not the right look. They even. Um, cause the character, uh, wears like a green trench coat in the comic. They even mm-hmm. try to make him use a green trench coat. I was like, you know, that's not Keanu. Keanu's character brings a black trench coat. Yeah. So they definitely touched on the look that Keanu brought to the screen. Yeah. It's definitely Keanu Reeves playing John Constantine. Yeah. And I think, I think for him, the actor who really is a shitty actor, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Um, you know, I mean, I think he gets a pass because he was in the Matrix films and, you know, he's been in movies like The Devil's Advocate that we go, oh, yeah, he's, you know, he's next to Al Pacino. But, like, I don't think he's ever really had a really great performance other than when he's playing himself kind right. of thing, you yeah. know? His, um, his, the the performances it, where he excels are the ones that the characters are similar to him. Yeah, it's like, what's the line in, in The Devil's Advocate? It's like, rather... Rain and hell, then burn in heaven. And his perform, his dialogue, it does the accent. It's like, it's, if you just listen to the audio of that drop, like, find the audio for that drop, Tony. It is, it is no, it is knee buckling bad. Like, it is so, like, <laughs> it's like, like, he's not a very good actor. Um, you know, he, but in a movie like this, when she's like, I was thinking maybe you could, like, point me in the right direction. And he's like, yeah, sure. And then points to the fucking door with a drink in his hand. It's like, I just rewind that scene and watch it over again because I have so much fun with shit like that when he's being a smart-ass prick kind of thing. Um, 
it's just it's enjoyment for me. So um, um, I rem watching it for the second time. Mm -hmm. I remember, or I don't remember, but I know why I enjoyed it so much the first time, and it held up a lot the second time too. And if anything, I enjoyed it even more watching it the second time. So yeah, I had a lot of fun with this. In fact, I watched basically a majority of it twice because I watched the first half, two thirds, and then Chris wanted to watch it and she missed the first half. So I just rewatched it with her and totally enjoyed it watching it the second time, literally the next night. So I, I won't say much more than that without letting you guys kind of talk about it. Feel yeah, like I think it. I remember seeing it in the theater. I mean, how. I don't think I think Blade came out before this, right? And then uh, sparking these like, oh, let's get these common properties, start making movies. Yeah, and um, I feel like out. Blade was way before this. Yeah, for sure. If I'm saying that, yeah, they just kind of like, yeah, Blade's 1998. This okay. is 2005. Yeah, yeah. They, they try to get you know, try to get another franchise going, maybe or something. Sure. And uh, yeah, I just all remember that beginning scene where that guy gets crushed, hits by that car, and the car just kind of flipped. I always remember that scene sticking yeah, to cool. me. That's yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you can't, you don't have to, say, you don't have to have them say much, and then you know, like, uh, yeah, sometimes people cringe or, or you know, get a uh, distracted when they do hear them talk. But if you know, if you, if you play his cards right, you can totally see him, you know, kicking ass, taking names, and and mm -hmm. fitting the fit in this part just nicely. And I think he did. We, he has a good supporting cast like Jumon Hudson and 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 Shia yeah, and really Rachel Wise, yeah. And it's made and it's made me miss Rachel Wise. Like, man, where's she been? She's super cute. I thought this. It's the like, exact it's like, come same on. Like, thing. Where yeah, you yeah, been? Yeah. <laughs> I, you know the problem with her. You know, mm. I I hate to say this, and I, I'm just being real. She's not pretty enough to be in a lot of. Chris looked at me and just scoffed. She just doesn't. <laughs> she's not. She doesn't have that traditional sexiness enough. I think. I fear for her. Um, so, you know, she's just kind of like. Wafy and she's too much bass in her voice, not sexy for you. Then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too much bass in her voice. So, <laughs> yeah, not the most attractive woman. But this uh, was very cool and unique. Like he, he would like yeah. fight exorcism, but then he has that one uh, demon he's fighting with made of insects. Oh, that was a really cool design. Yeah, fight scene and it worked. You know that the the kinetic camera going all over the place and and the, making a face with the snakes as eyelids and just it was really cool i mean mm -hmm. a lot of times and it's raining too so you're like okay this looks cg but a lot of times you couldn't really tell because it's just i mean, I mean yeah the, the money they, like, did, they did a great job yeah. with the effects and all that stuff i thought um the effects effects held up quite nicely and um yeah so i yeah like i said yeah tony what do you feel like you haven't even fucking mentioned have you, you ever see the movie before i've seen this like 30 times yeah, oh likes, uh, yeah. yeah so, so you were this is jam right here it's a it's a slater for me i mean oh okay. before i saw this it yeah. is all right i enjoy the fuck out of this film every time i watch it so right on yeah i'm more i'm more interested in hearing you guys talk about it Fonzo, how many times have you seen it this will be my second time okay so we're right back with me yeah, so I remember, but I remember Gavin Rosdale because I was like, "Yo, what the fuck is Gavin Rosdale, lead singer of Bush, doing in this?" Yeah, yeah, I remember if, that too. But if I look at Fra uh, Francis Lawrence's videos, he directs a lot of their videos. So, oh, uh, okay. Yeah, What'd you guys think of um, Little Abuff? Yeah, he's, he's as Chaz Kramer, asshole. 
<laughs> <laughs> I dug him. I always dug him. I've always liked him. I thought he was good. It's just he gets a lot of shit for running around in the Michael well, Bay movies screaming no, yeah, no, 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 yeah, 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 or yeah, his exactly. outside shenanigans stuff, right? Yeah, but when, exactly. he, when he's in, the, when he's acting, when he's in it, I, I have no problem with him. I dig him, you know. Yeah. So I have no right. problem with him. So yeah. And you got like big names like Tilda Swinton, and then like, uh, and then um, yeah, you got a large, you got a lot of supporting cast that is essentially cameos, you know, uh, Beeman's character, Midnight's characters, even Shia's character is essentially a cameo. Mm-hmm. Um, but they and Gavin Rossdale, he's fun when he does the the fingertips, the two uh-huh. fingertips thing, yep. like that is genuinely like. You know, it's like every scene is there's something visual, there's something entertaining. I would say sort of the biggest weakness of it is the the development of the main plot line of the sort of the son of the devil and like the 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 kid from Mexico and he's like he's traveling, but you're kind of mm-hmm. like where is he going? And then the whole like kind of plot twist at the end with Gabriel. So a lot of that is sort of the weakness of the film but it's oh jesus christ woman (laughs) never fucking do that again creeping up on me like that fuck's sake trying to record a podcast here who's about to dress now huh bitch (laughs) (laughs) a weakness they couldn't wrap up the movie either remember yeah that's right it did feel a little it did feel like it it drug on a little bit um (laughs) She was she like got right up next to me. <laughs> See, and Anna's trying to Anna's trying to sleep. Well, you're the one who's trying to sneak up on me. You're screaming. Yeah, Harley, you're screaming over there. Let's let Tony talk. <laughs> well, Tony said he wants to see, wants to hear more of us. Can't you see the, the oh, recording light is on? Yeah, the recording <laughs> light is on. I need to start recording in a closet or some shit. There you go. Please. <laughs> Motherfucker. Shadow <laughs> trap. <laughs> they can't hear you. Okay. Good. What did you think about Peter Stormare as Satan? Oh, come on, man. He, he fucking... Satan personified, man. Of course, right. he's he's Satan. He's so goddamn evil. <laughs> yeah, he's he's eating up. Yeah, uh, you. Yeah, it's like I wish uh, you'd see more of these screen time for these people. More screen time at midnight. Um, even like be even uh, Father Hennessy's character. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and it, it, that's probably one of the more sort of visually impressive scenes. Mm-hmm. Watching him booze it up, and um, so yeah, this is a. I'm gonna go ahead and give it a Slater because Whoa, that yeah, was a yeah, fucking movie. Because I can, I got no problem rewatching this movie. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's not the greatest movie of all time, but neither is, you know, um, Bad Boys. You know, but we can watch it over and over and over again. And, Can't believe you just said that. Yeah. um you know it it's there's some issues with the movie you know it's like chris tried to bring a detective movie right but then you get all these cool horror elements and and it does tend to drag a little longer like it's a A little towards the end yeah i don't know if they're trying to fit like a whole graphic novel or a bunch of issues all in this one movie 
You know what I mean? Like yeah. I don't know if they knew it was gonna it was gonna do so well. So yeah, let me look it up. Um, I don't know. One thing that I um, noticed this time around was that they do a lot of exposition of people's backstory and plot in their dialogue by just going like he'll say things like well you know you're john constantine you did this this and this mm-hmm. and then they'll say uh, and then the other one will say oh yeah yeah well you did and then you did midnight you know back in blah 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 <laughs> you were blah, blah 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 like they they explain a lot of things just real quickly they drop it in in the dialogue but they mm-hmm. didn't overdo it i thought that mm-hmm. i thought it worked for me it, it, yeah. it really works uh-huh. guess how much money they threw at this movie Say one fifty. You think a hundred and fifty million? That's how much they threw a Titanic. <laughs> this wasn't a fucking sequel. This wasn't <laughs> Avengers Part Two. Fifty. This is a. This was a fully original comic book rated R movie. It was rated R, right? Yeah, rated R. They threw a hundred million dollar budget at this. That's a lot of fucking money for a rated R original film. I thought they had something really good going for me, you know what I mean? Well, and it didn't it didn't make its money back domestically. It only made $75 million, which I'm not surprised, you know. Um 150 million foreign. So, um I mean obviously ultimately it made its money back plus some, but um Yeah, interesting uh it's a movie that sticks out amongst a lot of shitty comic book movies and mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So um, uh, I'm trying to look it up on Wikipedia here. Mm-hmm. Constantine was a name. They made a TV show on NBC, and I, I don't know if it's still airing or it's just going to go to another channel. But mm. that one, he had the, he had the look. He had five o'clock shadow, cigarette really hanging out of his mouth. I don't know. Change code. He looked like the actual character. So oh, they had it. They. Producer Lauren Donner had developed a film as far back as 97. In 1999, Paul Hunter was attached to direct, followed by Tarzam Singh. That name sounds familiar. In 2001, Warner Brothers hoped Singh could begin filming in 2002 with Nicolas Cage attached to star in the lead role. Of course. (laughs) Of course. Wow. Movie inspired dueling lawsuits from Tarzan Wars. Keanu Reeves became attached in 2002. Yeah, to me, it's not a it's not a slater yet. I may mean, have to watch a couple more times. I mean, for me, it's, it is a buy for a dollar. It is entertaining as hell. Buy that for a dollar. Wish it could be chopped up, wrapped up a little bit tighter towards the end, you know, so it's not as long. I think that would really help for sure. But yeah, cool. Yeah, I totally forgot to play this. What if I told you that God and the devil made a wager for the souls of all mankind? No direct contact with humans. That would be the rule. Just influence. See who would win. Demons stay in hell. Angels in heaven. They call it the balance. I call it hypocritical bullshit. I, I call it bad you acting. One soul. I would come up here to collect myself. Mm-hmm. Go to hell. There you go. Yeah, just having held that that whole idea, and then Gabriel being played by Tilda Swinton, yeah, Stormer of Satan. Cool. It's yeah. If you haven't seen it, like I said, oh five, young Shia LaBeouf, sidekick. But um, it just I don't know for some reason. Uh, I think Francis Lawrence did a good job. I can see why they casted him. He does have an eye. So yeah, it's um, 
to me, to me, like I said right now, it's buy it for a dollar. Did I not, did I not I drop know. a dollar already? It might have already. So yeah, okay. sorry, <laughs> I'm just repeating it, <laughs> just All in right. case. All right, so let's see. Since like I said, um, October's gonna be coming up here. Uh, keeping the horror theme, I was gonna, I was gonna choose dope, but then I was like, nah, I'm gonna choose this one here. Two teenage boys unwittingly summon an ancient evil entity known as the Blind One by delving into black magic while trying to escape their mundane lives. Written and directed by Jason Leigh Howden. It's 86 minutes, comedy horror. Came out 2015 called Deathgasm. Deathgasm? Yes. Yes. The cover, uh, so Harley, that's all you need to know. Uh huh. I can dig it. <laughs> oh, I know, baby. You dig it the most. And you know what? 6.4 for kind of a genre film like that, that's actually pretty good. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing, you know, comedy horror, Zombieland, Shaun of the Dead, you know, uh, Tucker and Dale. But you got these kids, you know, in a metal band, which I, th- I think is cool. It's different. It's unique. I like that. Oh, the uh, it's a Australian film. Mm-hmm. Good day, I'm guessing. Mike. I'm guessing. Put another shrimp on the barbie. Main characters are all from New Zealand. Well, then wouldn't it be a New Zealand movie? Then not an Australian movie. Well, correct, but it's you know, <laughs> a Kiwis, not Aussies. There's like the you know, New Zealand is like uh, the size of Japan compared to North America. It's it's tiny. It's a sliver. So, so okay, and Tony's got the extra credit. Oh, it's easy. It's Halloween week. Halloween. 1978. Boom. The original. Yep. Right. And Tony's seen it for the first time, even though yeah. it's just extra credit. Not only has he seen it for the first time, he's seen it in the theater. In the theater, yeah. On Thursday. You saw, on you Thursday, saw Halloween in 1978? No, motherfucker. On Thursday, the 29th, for one night showing, they're playing it in the theaters at 7.30. Oh, I got you. Yeah, so I've like never seen it before. Yeah. So this will be my first. So I'm How hoping the it's the... Spell Halloween. Hallow. <laughs> is it one L or two? Two. Well, then why is it when I do H O L L O W H A Halloween? Halloween. Hollow. It's Halloween, not Halloween. Yeah, it's it's Hall, not Hal. Ah, shut your bitch ass up! I found it. You can't talk and spell at the same time, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Need a howl I've, I've, I think I have this on DVD. I'm almost positive I do. Excellent. Good for you. Did I ever get a Blu-ray release? Mm-hmm. They cleaned it up? Mm-hmm. I'll have to check out the Blu-ray. Right on, right on. Right on. So how was your weekend, Harley? Mine was pretty cool. Um, I got a, uh, I got a new camera. Oh, that's so. right. That's, yeah, you're right. And a nice camera does... Make you look like a photographer. Put a good yeah, yeah, because I am far from a motherfucking photographer. Um, <laughs> but you know, you know what it is? Is we're so um, well. And Tony, you have a DSL camera, right? Didn't we yeah. talk about this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, it's one of those things where every picture you see and every picture you take is from a goddamn phone, and everybody keeps talking about you know, oh my, you know, every year the f- cell phones come out and the 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 cameras get better and better and you know the the camera on one of the new fucking iPhones it's comparable to you know a 
inexpensive point and shoot. Like you can get some pretty decent pictures, you know, especially if the lighting's good and you know the the subject is sitting still and you know um, you can get some pretty decent pictures with with your cell phone cameras, essentially. Especially if you're not blowing it up. Especially if you don't need you know resolution that you're gonna you know if it's just the picture's gonna stay on your phone. You're not going to blow it up by eight by ten or something like that. But the gap between a phone and a proper DSL camera is like it's a night and day difference. I mean, it it just it just creates, especially if you if you kind of know some of the settings, you know. And I'm far from a photographer, but you know I'm smart enough to know I can adjust a couple little things and know what I'm going to get. So. Um, it's just a lot of fun, and and back back in the days when me and and my ex were together, she was a photographer, and she was a good photographer, and I was always interested in the technical aspect of it, and she wasn't, mm-hmm. and so, um, but it was never my camera, and it was you know she took all is the someone washing dishes family. right now. Yeah, Chris is actually washing dishes in the back. <laughs> Bonzo actually says somebody washing dishes back there. Yeah, she's um, so washed dishwasher. She had, a little, she had a little brown brown before we started the podcast. Oh, boy. I can't sleep. I got gotcha. you. I hear you. <laughs> Watch them dishes good, motherfucker. <laughs> hey, I got one question. Is she barefooted? Uh, No, she's got socks on. Okay. You're not doing it right, Harley. <laughs> Cut your finger? You all right? Yeah. You need a band Oh, see? <laughs> don't don't be bleeding on my dishes. Yeah. So, anyways, um, so yeah, I've been fooling around with the camera over the weekend. Oh. Took the kids out and the dog and shit like that. So yeah, I saw Kujo uh, running. Yeah, yeah, she's she's. Can you do out. effects? Can you like redden her eyes and have her foaming in the mouth? Not not in the camera. I'd have to Photoshop that shit. Later. Fire brimstone in the background. You can make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> I could make it happen. Um. I'm really not interested in doing that. I'd rather capture the image as it was and and leave it at that. Listen, you know, that was sure. that was one of the things that my ex was big on. She would take really lazy and shitty f- pictures mm-hmm. and then she would just photoshop the shit out of them. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. if she wanted a real shallow depth of field, then she would go into photoshop and blur out the background. And I'm more interested in doing that in the camera. With the aperture, with the shutter speed, with, you know, stuff like that. So um, I'm not interested in Photoshop, and that was something that she was really good at. And I was more interested in the technical aspect of controlling the camera. So Yeah, they're real good picks. They're just, uh, oh, really, ca- really capture the moments. Good too. I'm, I'm yeah, yeah. Right. And looking yeah. out the window. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, and, and it's nice because you can just fucking snap away. I mean, right. I took... Yeah. We were out. We were gone for like two hours, and I took like 150 pictures. That's it. Yeah, but I mean, well, and I was walking the dog and trying to carry, and I mean, if if I had, you know, it was just me and Mazzy and the dog. So if it was, you know, but just yeah, even yeah. going through the 150 pictures, I end up only probably only keeping probably 30 of them or something yeah, like that. Yeah, and. That's a luxury, right? You can just take as many as you want and then look oh, at Oh, yeah, it. absolutely. absolutely. Like, yeah. And that's the nice thing about a proper camera is you can just click, yeah. click, 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 click. I mean, I think, you know, mm-hmm. you can take, you know, six pictures a second before it starts buffering or something like that. So Nice. Well, I, I get a I'd nice camera so when you do come down here, 
Yeah. Some nice pictures. Yeah, Tony, after the podcast, let's talk a minute. Cool. So. So what'd you do, Tony? I don't remember. <laughs> long weekend. Uh-oh. Tony had a long weekend. He still. Yeah, you guys, you guys did the party thing, right? Yeah, like on Saturday, um, we did a, um, a 5K, a foam glow 5K. Um, Lane and I went down to Chula Vista at the Sleep Train Amphitheater. Um, and, uh, we, we went to the pre-party. Like the race started at 6.30. We were there like 4 o'clock, 4.30. Um, and they got a DJ there. Everybody's dancing in front of the DJ and they're just blasting foam, this highlighter colored foam on everybody. Um, mm. so you're getting soaked and soapy. My eyes got all bloodshot because I kept getting in my eye. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. You sure it wasn't but, uh, from the brown brown? <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. no, I wish. Um, mm-hmm. He but, said, uh, no, I, I wish. swear. Yeah. <laughs> no, I swear I was the only one on brown brown there because it's like nobody was dancing the, the way Lane and I were dancing. It's just like these I fuckers. I picture Tony dancing like those fucking inflatable guys next to like a yes. Jiffy Loop. Yes. Right? <laughs> was this in the middle of the day or? It was around 4.30. Um, but luckily the sleep train amphitheater is kind of behind a hill, so it's not too hot. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it was during daytime. Um, by the race started at 6.30, which was nice. It was, it was nice and dark by the time it started. Um, and when it did start, our, the, we were stupid. We went up to the front and we're dancing the whole time. And then we realized that our, our socks are completely soaked. <laughs> they're com- completely, like, it's just, they're, they're squishing. Like, we walk out. And as we walk, phone is is shooting out the sides of my shoes. You know, it's, it, it was it was pretty bad. Um, but it was foam, fun. motherfucker. <laughs> foam. Yeah. Uh, ran half, walked the rest. Tired as fuck from all the dancing. Um, and then afterwards, we went to Denny's to fuel up. Why we were still covered in in, in highlighter colored <laughs> foam? It was it was pretty funny. We got lots of looks. Um, but then we went to my sister. She had a birthday party. Um, still the same day too. Same, yeah, same night. <laughs> she had a uh, glow in the dark birthday party. Black lights everywhere, and we were the the stars of the show because we show up and you know there's a murder scene on our faces, you know, because <laughs> it's showing up on the like just bam, everything, our whole entire body is just bright, um, <laughs> which is kind of cool. But we were t- tired as fuck, so um, we only hung out for maybe like thirty minutes, and then, and then went home. Because um, I needed a rest, I had a big day on Sunday, uh, waiting for me, and I'll let Fonzo take take over because I was uh, his chauffeur on Sunday. Yeah, so you know, kudos to Tony. I thank him again for doing this because uh, I couldn't have done it without him. And uh, bad boys for life. But, uh, right. yeah, because he had done all that, and he's, you know, he need Sunday, you know, he relaxes, watches homework, his credit, but he's like, hey, I need you. Let's, let's roll. Tony's like, fuck it, let's go, you know? And, uh, so this is what happened. I, um, like, um, I'd say maybe earlier in the month of October, I had purchased the Christine Blu ray, because I was gonna, I wanted, I was gonna go to a signing where, like, the, a bunch of the cast and, and the producers mm-hmm. and the writers and everybody was gonna be there. And, um, so that was on October 25th. Come October 17th, I see a video where John Carpenter was signing at Barnes and Noble on a Saturday. Now it happened to be off that Saturday. And I'm like, what the fuck? How did I miss that? I'm like, mm-hmm. we're totally bought that comic book to get his signature, right? I mean, this is a horror fucking mashup. This guy, I mean, just, you go to his IMDb, mm-hmm. 
just look at everything he's done, right? But, well, but, as evidenced by we're picking fucking Halloween for fucking motherfucking extra credit. Motherfucker? Motherfucker? And, uh, yeah, so. Oh, hold on. She all right? Pots and pans flying everywhere. Oh, Chris, yeah, she's. I thought she was uh, starting to beat. I thought. Yeah. <laughs> she goes hard on the motherfucking kitchen floor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was Michael Myers in the background. Um. But yeah, so okay, so then October seventeenth, like I said, I saw a video of uh Carpenter signing and I'm like, damn, how did I miss that? I'm like, fuck I would have loved to meet John Carpenter, especially since Wes Craven just recently passed away. Yeah. Uh, it got me thinking, yeah, light bulb. A lot of these, you know? a, lot of these cla- a lot of these historical, you know, filmmakers are getting old. I mean, shit, how old is John Carpenter? That motherfucker's probably in his seventies. Yeah, he's up there, so then he smells like a train, so Oh really? Yeah, oh, I saw an interview. He was like lighting up like every after after one was over. Here's another. Oh, uh, he's he's 67 years old. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, well, let me look up his face. Where I got to see if he's signing somewhere. Sure enough, he's signing, and the same day, at the same time as the awesome. other signing. So I'm like, shit. And I'm like, you know who loves fucking adventures? My man MCP. Yes. If 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 I ever need like um. Someone to be up a B or be like, oh no, we can do, we got this. Don't even worry, we got this. MCP's your man. He, mm-hmm. he'll make it happen. He, he'll, he'll make it happen, right? <laughs> so, so we're like, he's like, oh, don't worry, we'll do this, right? All right, cool. So I'm like, yeah, you know what? And I was thinking too, hey, while we're down there, let's, let's go to look at some of the, um, Halloween, uh, filming locations. Cause I've always wanted to do that. It's the month of October. I think it'd be perfect. I think it's just, it'd be so cool. Um, at least to me, I don't know how Tony took it. Um, he was a sport. So like I said, Kudos to him again. Yeah, um, the one house was cool. <laughs> and all those hedges and saw lots of plant plant life. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is he hasn't seen the movie too, Harley, you know. So That's what was funny. Oh, okay. And that's what's that's what's a little bit harder. So he's going he's doing it backwards. He's doing it he's doing the locations and then watching the movie watching the movie, seeing it. So but we did go to Nancy's house from Nine on Elm Street and that one he oh, didn't see that yeah, movie. Yeah. So he kinda kicked out about that one. He's like, Hey, this one does scare me because I have seen this movie. You know, cool. but we just recently watched it too, so yeah. probably still a little bit fresh in his head. And uh, yeah, try get sure. to, I try to have him take a picture with it. He just uh-uh. felt comfortable I, I with going the house closer than the sidewalk. Like, like it was that. Monster House. Like he just kept feeling like he was going to get eaten by it or something. So, mm. the, so I'm like, that's cool. It's working. Hold it. <laughs> right on. Um, so, so we get to um, the comic book store, Golden Apples, which where he was signing, and we get the, we, we left we left we left down here about eight thirty something like that. So to get you know so we can get second LA traffic. Apparently on Sundays there's not so much traffic. I'm thinking no Dodger game, no Angels game, right? Should be no no traffic. So and we did. We got there pretty quickly. When we got there, we saw there was already a huge line. We're like, fuck. There's about how how would we say thirty people? Thirty, about thirty. Yeah. So we're like, oh shit, we better get in line. Then I'm like, fuck, man, I gotta stand outside for two hours. I'm like, damn. I'm like, oh well, we're 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 used to lines at Comic Con. This is no big deal. So we get there. So we find out we're going to get a ticket um, that tells us the number we're in line, so we can come back in an hour or was it two, in an hour, right? Yeah. So we got number thirty-five. We're like, cool. We don't have to wait around. This is perfect. So I want to check out Amoeba. I haven't been down um, here so long, and Tony's never been to Amoeba. And uh, it's just a big, huge mu- music store. I'm like, dude, we got to go check it out. We got an hour to kill, anyways. So I'm like, sure. But before we do that, let's go like buy that comic book store because we meet, you know, fucking everyone in line is a horror fan, right? And I think this is what kind of 
maybe hyped up Tony a little bit because everyone's talking about it. Like, oh, dude, you're here. You're here. You got to go. You got to go to these houses. And <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at Tony, maybe he's like, oh, fuck, man. We got to go. Oh, he's like, I don't even know why, but we got to go. These people got to go. <laughs> so, so, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, so I'm like, uh-huh. oh, cool. Hopefully, you know, this this will, uh, you know, help out uh, Tony, you know, at least to get him a little more excited. So we go, and two of the houses from the, the, the babysitter houses are close by, So and the Nancy's house from Elm Street. So we're like, poof. I'm like, perfect. Let's do that. So we get there, and it's funny. You know, we're walking around this neighborhood, you know, and I'm sure they get this a lot, you know, and especially in October. Yeah, you know, of course. It's these, and it's just this nice, cool area. The trees, like, kind of over overgrow over the street, so that looks really cool. Because I know at night, if we would have done it, Tony... Like yeah, I know, yeah, like we true. both have been scared. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, if one motherfucker was dressed as Michael Myers, I would have ran in my car. I'm not even. I would have <laughs> just said, "I'm like, fuck this. I'm over this. I, we don't have to do this." Like, because mm-hmm. he just stands there most of the time in the movie. So even him just standing there would freak you know freaks mm-hmm. you out. So you know what I mean? He don't say nothing. He just you know he ain't cracking he ain't cracking jokes like Freddy. He's just standing there. So mm-hmm. uh, so it's probably good we did it during the daytime. You know, so we're taking pictures and they go to Miwa, and uh, we're looking at some stuff and. um and uh we buy uh Tony bought a gift for uh his lady. Um is she she nearby? Tony she won't hear it? She's not, no, she won't okay. hear this. Okay. Um, she's not get, she's not nearby. So <laughs> Tony got her the room for uh, Christmas. I just think it's absolutely perfect. Oh, right on. Yeah. And uh and uh I, I got so I got a vinyl thanks to thanks to Tony. Oh by the way, it fucking warped, dude, in, in the car. What? No. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Vinyl is incredibly sensitive to temperature. Oh, yeah. I, uh, I was playing one of them, and I just like kept seeing it like do this little wave thing, and I'm like, what the hell is that? I look down at it, and I'm like, motherfucker. It was playing just fine, but it's warped. And I'm like, oh, wow, that yeah. is weird. And then I went online and started looking at how to fix it, and you can put it in like between two glass, between these two things, a glass or tile, heat, heat it in the oven for a few minutes, let it, let yeah. it rest, and then it'll flatten out, but... But did it affect the playability of it? No, it was still playing. Yeah, exactly. The the toner arm just goes with it. Right, it goes up. I just didn't know if that hurt it or not. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think if you if you heated it bad enough where it melted, you would lose the actual the actual cutting of the uh, what's the the actual channels yeah, the, yeah. the grooves or whatever, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We exactly. had it trunk. But you'd have to you'd have to heat it. To the point of it melting. Yeah. Um, the warping is not an uncommon um, experience, so, yeah. go, so to speak. So, mm-hmm. um, you know. so yeah. So, um, so while we're waiting, we're waiting in, the, in line to go to the register. Um, we're at, I mean, we're waiting in line at the register. We're, we're standing there, and uh, here comes this chick just in a red dress, just just smoking hot. We're like, I'm like, God damn, look at that. And I'm looking close. I'm like, whoa. I'm like, is that? And I look over at Tony. He's doing the same thing. Like I know that chick. It's fucking Famke Jansen from uh Oh wow, X Men and 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 Taken. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, Hansel and Gretel, Witch Hunters. And it's and it's it's you. It's funny. It's 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 striking because we 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 noticed her right away because she wasn't incognito with like a hat or glasses. I mean, didn't want no one to notice her, right? I'm mean, like like Tony described it perfectly. She just glided. She just was like. Oh, oh. Yeah. like you know, like into the room. she was like on skates, man. She just kind of walked by, and I was like, "What the?" Fu-? Even when she walked by us, we're like, "I'm like, that was Famke Jansen." So I was like, "Yeah, yeah, that's who it is, Famke Jansen." Because I know he knew who she was. He just didn't know a goddamn know what her name was. <laughs> <Okay, good. laughs> so it's kind of funny. We kept looking back. And we're like, 
that was it. Yeah, that's funny. And the guy's like, and the guy at the register's like, yeah, you know, I looked at her like she could be somebody, she could be a model, or somebody. I'm like, yeah, that was totally her. So we're like, that's funny. We just did it within the hour. So we so we rush back and uh, we get back in line and and then uh, get to meet John Carpenter, which is funny. I they said we can only bring one personal item, and there's fools bringing fucking tons of items, right? They're bringing like, fuck, it's Carpenter. I got to get him to sign all my Blu-rays, whatever, right? So yeah. I brought three items. One of the items, I was like, ah, one of them. This guy in line with us, like, yeah, it's a cool picture, but kind of looks like the poster for part four, and uh, which he has nothing to do with. And Tony uh, looks it up on his phone, and he's like, yeah, dude, sucks like four. And I'm like, he can see the, the feet in my face, like, well, fuck it. I'm like, damn it. But I had the vinyl cover and the Blu-ray in the car, so so not to lose the line, like, Tony runs back and, and gets it for me. I'm like, well, let's just let's bring both just in case, you know. So I get the vinyl. Carpenter gets pumped because he's like, he looks over the security guard, like, see, look, because like a couple, like maybe three or four people ahead of us had the, he had two vinyls and one of them was for lot, his his last album that he just made, Lost Themes. So that was like the second vinyl he had signed. So I think he was kind of oh, stoked about that. So he looks over the guy, he's like, see, and Tony's got all this footage. By the way, while we're doing this, like while I'm meeting all these people, Tony's like fucking working his magic in the background with like one phone, my phone taking pictures while his phone's taking video. And he's holding them both at the same time behind he's me. He's a fucking director, he's a cinematographer <laughs> over here. He's DP. He's everything. He's like Carpenter himself. All he needs to do yeah. is score the fucking thing. And I was like, I was gonna go to the Carpenter and say, "Hey, can you repeat that again?" But you know, increase the volume a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> <Slow> your pacing. <laughs> start start yeah, the direction. And, and then he looks at, and then he, and then Tony looks at him and goes, "You can, you, you can appreciate that, right?" <laughs> yeah, look, it's hard work. And people were commenting on too. He's like. It's like, man, look at you. They just were impressed by Tony's skills because it, it's just standing back there with two cameras, you know? That's it's awesome. pretty rad. So I, get a picture. I got a picture with him, and I'm thinking, like, okay, dude, you know, he's like I said, he's old. And uh, I mean, you know, not too old, but I'm still, you know what I mean? You just you just don't know. I don't live in regret. You know, like I said, yeah. it's like, what's craving? I mean, dude, think about it. Halloween, Halloween 2, The Thing, The Fog, Escape from New York, Big Trouble in Little China, Salt and Precinct 13. I mean, just. The list goes on and on and on. Not only does he direct and some of the edits, but he scores his own fucking music. I mean, come on. That's awesome. Yeah. Some of the most memorable music you hear is from, you know, from his movies. So, I mean, there's people try to do what he does all the time and then, the, you know, he's looked up and, and it's funny. I look up at interviews with him now and he's like, he, like, is, if the, and he don't even care if they remake his movies because he gets a fat, he gets a paycheck and he's yeah. happy. He's like, I'm happy. I don't need to work anymore. I've, you know, I've worked already so many years. Like, I'm, I'm just, I just have fun just playing video games. And, and watching basketball, you know, and so and once in a while making music. And I think that's fucking, I mean, he knows what he wants, you know what I mean? I think it's great. So, um, I think it's pretty rad. Um, so yeah, I got to meet him. And not only that, whilst in the same line of, um, the, the comic book inside, he wrote, he, it's Tales of Halloween Night. So it's like him, like six short stories, which is pretty cool with other artists and, and, uh, working on the book. And, uh, his wife was there. And then a couple of people down was David, I'm pretty sure it's Scow or Show, but I'm pretty sure it's Scow. He wrote, he's the screenwriter for The Crow. So I was pretty stoked to meet him and I heard him on a podcast a couple, couple of months back and I told him, hey, you were, yeah, you were great on the podcast and he gets excited. He goes, you know, I'm only one of the two, a few people to, to repeat back and, uh, well, and you're also responsible for, you know, you screen wrote, you know, you wrote the, the he didn't write the, the, the book, The Crow, but you know, it's kind of funny that, that, uh, coming on the difference of, you know, you didn't, when you say he wrote, he wrote the crow. He wrote the screenplay, not wrote the book. You know what I mean? I have to kind of like um, set those two apart. But I just told him, hey, you, you know, you wrote 
my favorite movie all the time, The Crow, and he's super excited. He shakes my hand and looks at me. He takes time to like not just sign and you know look, keep looking down. He actually looked up and shook my hand and talked to me for a little bit, which is great. And he got so pumped for the the remake crashing. It goes because Relatively Media was the company that was gonna um con- with he's gonna continue with the remake, but he just filed for bankruptcy. And then Tony's got this great picture of him with his hands in the air and minds in the air, or celebrating the fact that you know the remake keeps being cursed and not being made. So it was kind of a really cool moment. Tony captured it perfectly, yeah, so I was cool. pretty stoked on that. And uh, I'm sure you, I don't know if I don't know how well you got audio too from back there, Tony. That's you know that's yeah. I haven't, I, I haven't looked at the this is the audio. Yet. Oh okay. Um, so yeah, so that it just and it happened so quick too. It was such a whirlwind. I was like, "Fuck!" There were so much things I wanted to ask Carver. I just wanted to stand there and just you know take it all in. But Pick it was cool. Yeah, exactly. But just you know, just have him talk to him and just uh, go, "Hey, can you say you know backwards podcast rules?" No. Right. <laughs> 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 so then after that, we're like, "Okay, cool. Now we got to rush over to the fucking the other side. So we got to get there quick." And there was it like what fucking twelve minutes away too when you put it on your phone on the map, yeah. right? Yeah, it was right up the street. I think it was like 30 minutes away. So we get over there and that was a really long line. So, cause they had like a huge, I mean, they had a cat. So they had the guy that was transporting the actors were there, right? This one of the stunt guys, the DP, the special effects supervisor, the producer, and then this photographer, Kim Gottlieb Walker, who has this rad book that I wish I would have purchased. I wish I had fucking money actually. Cause I still told me money. Um, where, um, this woman, she followed like Carpenter for like four movies and she's, she's, she has like all these like cool rare photos of like from Halloween and us and three other movies of his. And she has this really cool, like, um, like a coffee table book with all her pictures. And, uh, and I wish I, I'm thinking about getting that book now, but she was there and she was super nice. I think, I mean, everyone was super stoked. Everyone's really nice. Alexandra Paul from Baywatch. And did you ever see Chris? You, we talked about this, right? You never saw Christine or did you? Yeah, I never, I never have seen the movie, but dude, you, I tripped out when you told me the guy fucking Steven, T- it was the dude from Ghostbusters. I, I immediately like, recognized that guy. It was so, do you remember that Tony? Yeah. Remember that guy? No. Dude, okay, what? it's hardly cameo. You, it's at the very beginning. Yeah, remember when uh, Bill Murray? Um, I think it's. I'm trying to remember the girl's he's, name. He's he's like a college professor. Yeah, and he's, he's basically trying to get laid. Exactly, he's trying to get laid, and so <laughs> he is the he's he's holding up cards, ironically, of like Constantine, and she's supposed to guess. What is on the other side of the card that she can't see? She gets it wrong every time, but he she gets it wrong every time, and he keeps saying, "You're right, you're right, you're right," (laughs) and he's, you know, and she's like, he's like, "I don't know, you're this is amazing. How do you all strapped into like getting this right?" But of course, he doesn't. He doesn't turn the card around and show her. He just puts it down. Well, the kid who's like a college kid, he keeps getting it wrong too because it's incredibly difficult to get it wrong. And he keeps showing him and going, oh, I'm sorry, and keeps electrocuting him. <laughs> and at one scene, he, the gum falls out of his yeah, mouth, yeah. and it's great. It's like fucking classic. Do you remember that for Ghostbusters, Tony? No. Uh, you can look it up on very, YouTube. Yeah, I'm, like I'm looking at it. It's the it's very right. beginning. But that and was then, him. I hardly recognize it right away from the picture. Yeah. I and totally didn't have no idea. The, but the saddest thing is the kid finally gets one of them right. He's like uh, a couple squiggly lines, and Bruce uh, Murray, uh, Bill Murray, still says, "I'm sorry." It's just not. <laughs> I remember day. that scene. I don't remember the kid's face. Oh, how oh, yeah. funny! Yeah, he has a little afro. Yeah, yeah. But everyone was super cool. Like I said, everyone was happy to be there. And of course, Christine, she was there, and just fucking mint, man. She was cherry. Like I mean, from inside out, everything was just you know, 
like like it's brand new out of shop man the car was like you a car guy harley you could appreciate it man you just yeah yeah i saw the pictures they turned out good yeah it's really yeah it's really cool so um so after that we went to south pasadena um that's where haddonfield illinois and the movie halloween is and the whole time where we're <laughs> where we're um talking about it. i'm like we got to get to this hedge house we got to get to this hedge we got to find this fucking hedge and, Har- and Tony, by this time tony's heard the word hedge like a hundred million times he's like what the fuck is it with this stupid hedge and why do we have to find it you know so um uh so we go to those places and we kept looking up the sites um there's like a site that kind of shows you where all the houses are went to the myers house when he's younger um like i said tony will all appreciate it i think when he watches the movie he's like hey i was there hey i was there hopefully he doesn't get out of the movie and laughs you know, and all the stuff, and he's still into the movie because he's just gonna like trip out over, you know, all the scenes, all the places that we were at. Um, cause it's a unique thing, and people that, you know, love Halloween or just live in this area can, you can, you know, you can do that. Like, Rancho Penasquitos has the, blur, uh, the paranormal activity house, and I'm sure they get people go outside and take pictures of it. Um, uh, but this one here is like, you know, Halloween's a classic. I mean, and, and, uh, everything's, you know, still kind of looks the same, and, Except for a couple signs to vote for people, but went to Jamie Lee Curtis's house and this little stump where she sits, where she's waiting for a friend to pick her up. So I sat on that same stump, and and we finally get to the hedge house, and Tony's like, "This fucking hedge, what, what's the big deal?" I'm like, "I gotta get a picture with you, fucking with this fucking hedge, just because we talked about it so time." Do you remember that scene, Harley, with this with this hedge? No. Okay. Well, then when you watch the movie, you. Let's see if you can spot it out. It's pretty funny. But overall, I mean, it just for, for the month of October, which is, like I said, it's one of my favorite months. It's got Halloween and just to kick off the, um, the Halloween season. It's, that it was to get to meet Carpenter and, and, and Christine, which is funny that he directed Carpet, Christine as well. So I thought maybe he'd show up there. Um, um, cause I, I don't really do the mazes, the haunts, you know, they're kind of pricey, you know, I mean, if we can get, if I can get a group of people, then I would do it, you know what I mean? But, just to go with myself or something, it's, it's like, I don't know. Um, mm. I don't really get scared of them, so, but I would, I mean, wouldn't I, would, kind of would like to try the Universal Horror ones, but I heard it's, it's like 150 for like the VIP, the front of the line one. I mean, that's pretty goddamn pricey, you know what I mean? For one mm-hmm. night, just people jump at me and scared, so it's like, fuck, really just have some, you know, crew jump out of the bushes and scare me. Um, but overall, just, uh, having an adventure again with Tony was, was fun, just yeah, going out and, and, um, I don't know if you had fun time. I I had a blast. So <laughs> yeah, it was a good time. It was cool. So it's just yeah. it's just um, yeah, it was just. I mean, it's just a, it was a long day too. So <laughs> uh, and then Tony, like I said, he's a trooper man because he had just done that fucking five K and then he did this. So I was just like, he's like, yeah, I'm pretty much sure we're gonna have to reschedule for Tuesday. I can already tell you because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you crashed that night, right? Yeah, no, I got home and I was done. <laughs> yeah, see, poor bastard. I feel yeah. bad. <laughs> Lane was all trying to talk to me about her day, and I'm. How <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I'm out. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. man, yeah. So, uh, but then now you're gonna do it all over again this weekend. You got you got your thing going I know, on, right? I know. Um, tomorrow, I think is the only time off I have. Oh shit! Thursday night, I've got Halloween and the, at the movies. Friday mm-hmm. night, I've got Show Tech down at Omni in San Diego. And then Saturday night, I've got the big Escape, um, es- Escape Wonderland in a NOS event center in San Bernardino. There you go. So you got your fill. You got, and then I'm thinking I'm, I'm going to Legoland, little, they did this thing called Brick or Treat for the kids. So that'd be cool. And then on Friday, not sure. But Saturday, just get the house a little more ready. I'm gonna put one of that TV that I had in the horror room 
put the DVD player that I got free from a customer. I'm play like Night of the Living Dead. Cool little black and white movie, you know, not too gory, not too scary. The kids coming by, it'll just kind of distract them, keep their eye on that way while I can jump out from another corner. So, um, it's weird, yeah, Tony Lane won't be there. My sister, she's going to, uh, she's going camping that weekend, so it's gonna be weird. It's gonna be, uh. Oh, dang, your, your cast yeah, is, uh. It's dwindling down, man. I gotta, <laughs> we'll have to hire some extras or something. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, so I might just, you know, I might just, uh, I've never chilled inside. I've always kind of just scared kids, but uh, I don't know if I don't do it, you know, the kids might get disappointed or, or I don't know if they're just, they I'm just sure your house, house I scare them. So. has a reputation now. It, I do. I know. I, 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 I have, cause I know when I, when I went trick or treating with the kids last year, yeah. um, when I got back, like Cindy and Pauline and my, my mother in law were like, man, there's so many kids that were coming like, Oh man, uh, this is the house that scared me. We didn't get scared this year. Where's the guy that scares us? And I was like, dang. Had a reputation. I couldn't believe it. You know, I'm thinking the kids are already grown up and old. They don't, they're not coming. They're not, you know, but unless it's a new fresh crop of kids. So, and, uh, it gets pretty busy. I mean, you've seen it, Tony, right? I mean, mm-hmm. and they go in spurts, you know, the moment was yeah. nothing going on. And then all of a sudden, bam, just all these, all these group of people. And it's, and, and Tony always has a good spot in behind the bushes. They never they fucking never, look in there. Never, yeah. It's incredible, right? Tony, you've yeah. never gotten caught uh-uh. in that spot. Which is amazing to me. Like, and, and he doesn't even kneel down or put a blank over him. He's just, just kneeling down, you yeah. know? And he just stands up and that, that right there just, you know, he's wearing a pig mask. It's just scares people. <laughs> it's just great. I fucking love it. But a couple houses down, uh, neighbor Tony, he's, they did like this cool, like fun house theme. So that they, they go all out too, which is cool. So I think it's fun for the kids. Like just if they lived in this neighborhood, like they get that house, our, my house and then, and a couple other blocks, there's this house that really goes out. They got tons of like those huge, um, um, you know, like the standees, like zombies and, and, and things like a Jason that moves, you know, I mean, those are like $200. I mean, they're, they're spending my cash. I mean, I, I get shit like the next day on sale kind of stuff, you know, right. but slowly but surely my, my, uh, collection's going up because I got that life size zombie woman, you know, and like the kids is a little bit scared. So I can't take it out till the, till day of, um, but that's my that's that's my baby. That's gonna be my shiny one, man. Put that in, up front, like right by the gate where the kids walk in. Have that zombie staring at them. Oh, it's gonna be awesome. So I can't wait. So let's you know. Cool. So it should be fun next week to hear all about it. So um, I think that concludes uh, this episode of the Bad Boys Podcast. We just randomly ranting all things movies. Had two good two two good movies, Beast and Constantine, both yeah. buying for a yeah. dollar, and Inside Out too. So. Next week, we'll be reviewing Deathgasm and Halloween. Keep it going, even though it'll be November 2nd or whatever. But, you know, like I said, we're going over our Halloween. Well, I'm sure we'll see our pictures and stuff. So, be a little yeah. bit, you know, prepared. But, um, I've been your host, Fonzo, and say we ride together. Harley, we die together. MCP, bad boys for life. Trick or treat, motherfucker. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> even better. Oh, it's too funny.